Good morning. Welcome to Breakfast with Kent for Wednesday, February 3rd, 2021. Brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. Dr. Mike O'Neill, the best dentist you're ever going to go to. Give him a call, 317-849-2933. Right up the road in Fishers. He's right over there. Call him. Take control of your dental health. Let's talk about what happened last night. That was a long, long night of college and pro basketball in central Indiana. Really long. Minus the Pacers. This was just flat out terrible. Indiana loses in overtime. Butler loses by three. Purdue loses by one. That, in just regulation, those three central Indiana teams lost by a total of four points. Terrible. Let's talk about Indiana first. Ball State lost, too. Uh, Indiana, last night in the second half, I thought, really, they were more impressive in the second half offensively than they were in the first half. I know they turned it over 11 times in the second half. I know they didn't shoot it as well. But Illinois came out to really defend in the second half. They made it very difficult for Indiana to operate, and yet Indiana still scored some points. And that's a good thing. 27 in the second half, 41 in the first. You would think the second half somehow was much less impressive. But Illinois really tried to assert itself defensively, and Indiana still found a way to put the ball in the jar every once in a while. And that should have been enough to get it done. Trent Frazier, his personal 8-0 run when Indiana was up six. All of a sudden, they're down two at, from the five-minute mark to the three-minute mark of the second half. That was crucial. When you've got a guy with the firepower to go ahead and get eight or nine in a row, he should have had nine. He missed a foul shot in, in that stretch. That becomes really, really difficult. Kofi Coburn was terrific. I thought the officials were terrible. To tell you the truth, I mean, if I want to watch a two-hour and 45-minute college bat, I want to watch two games in two hours and 45 minutes. Not one game. And the regulation of that game was two and a half hours. First of all, fix the damn clock at Simon Scott Assembly Hall. What is this, 1926? You're having trouble with a clock? What, are we out of our minds? You got to have Mark Cuban write a check, for God's sake. Get, a, get an operable clock. Anyway, uh, Jerome Hunter didn't dress. Archie Miller, after the game, said that that's coach's decision. He's got to get his head right. How do you not have your head right? What the hell's the matter with people? You got an opportunity to play basketball at Indiana University, an opportunity to contribute to a winning culture and a winning team, a formerly winning culture, and, and you're not willing to put aside you know personal choices that corrupt your ability to do that? What the hell is the matter with people? And, and second of all, what's the matter with Archie Miller? Kick the damn kid off the team. If the kid can't put the team first on his list of priorities, done with it. Let's move on. Let, let's have consequences for idiocy that matter to people. Let's make it a privilege again to play for Indiana basketball and to dress for Indiana basketball and to be a student at Indiana University. And if a kid's not ready to understand that that's uh, a worthy of his attention, bye. Honor his scholarship. If he wants to stay as a student, that's fine. But if he can't make good decisions, bye. That's easy enough. We saw what happened with Tom Crane. When Tom Crane said, remember Honor Mascara Perea? Clearly not making good decisions. We knew that. He had the DUI like 48 hours before a game against Purdue, for God's sake. And, and you know what? Indefinite suspension, but we're going to have that be two games. What happened to that team? It's culture. Gone. Let's be a program 
that holds people accountable, both on the court and off the court. Let's go, right? Um, I, I just didn't get it. It, it, that aspect of the deal. Last night, I, Indiana played well enough to win, but playing well enough to win doesn't get it done. Archie Miller said the right thing at the end of the game. He said they're not tough enough to close games like that, and they're not. You can't turn the ball over like they did. You can't have a lane violation, right? Lane violations, yeah, you can kick them off. Sure you can. Bye. They do it all the time, college basketball coaches. You honor the scholarship. He can stay there and not have to pay for school, but you earn your place on the team. To hell with this. Let's move on. Um, regardless, a, a great tweet last night um, from Kyle Robbins. This is exactly how I feel about Indiana basketball, and this is maybe what's wrong with Indiana basketball fans. Uh, every Archie Miller game has the same disorienting aura where the score feels completely unrelated to the indiscernible muck you're watching. And that was the first half of this game. Indiana led by seven at halftime, right? Did it look like that to you? <laughs> Did it look like, they, like the, the score was such that you should be enjoying watching the game? None of us were. At least nobody on social media. You know, the score completely uh, unrelated to what was going on on the floor. And again, the officiating, what the hell is going on? It's a hard-fought game. It did not deserve the amount of whistles that it, it drew. So Indiana, 9-8. and eight. They're number 28 in Ken Palm. Got that going for us. Uh, Iowa coming up on Sunday. We'll see what happens. Uh, it was a hard-fought second half. When Illinois decides to defend people, they are really good. Really good. And they were really good in the second half last night. Uh, Butler gets beat at Marquette, 70-67. to 67. This game was over. They looked dead. They were down 18 with 12 to play. They were down 7 with under 30 seconds to play and had a really good look, almost at the buzzer, to tie that thing up. To have that happen is, I mean, it's statistically almost impossible to come back from 7 back with under 30 seconds left and have a shot to tie the thing. But say what you will about Butler. But Butler finds a way to fight for 40 minutes. And that's a good thing. Chuck Harris is a freshman. He was terrific last night. Uh, 16 points in 21 minutes. Uh, really good from threes. Four or five from threes. 13 points in the last 12 minutes. This is going to be a good team. It's not right now. They're not winning games in the measure that we expect Butler to uh, this is a transitional year, and and we're seeing that that's there. There's some pain. There's some pain associated with that. Um, Purdue last night they get beat 61-60. They really had a good opportunity to win this game. They were up 60 to 55, and then they uh, they give up a six nothing run to Maryland. Um, Trevion Williams with 23 points, 11 rebounds. Um, it, Purdue, 15 turnovers. That's uncharacteristic of a Matt Painter team. Four of 17 from beyond the arc. Again, without Sasha Stefanovic, they go against uh, Northwestern on Saturday. By the way, um, next, next up for Indiana is Iowa at Simon Scott Assembly Hall at noon on Super Bowl Sunday. And you kind of got to win that game. If you fall to 9-9 nine and nine with, the, with the competition they've got left, you're going to have a really, really tough time getting to 14 and 11. 
So if you've got to rely on those last seven games to be able to win uh, 14, which should be a standard for getting into the NCAA tournament, if they go 14 and 11, given the difficulty of their non-conference schedule, I think Indiana's going to get into the NCAA tournament. But man, that's going to be tough sledding if they put themselves in that hole. You had to split these two games, so you didn't get the first one. Go out and get the second one and tidy it up and play harder especially early. Trace Jackson Davis, second straight game, they pull him before the first TV timeout. I mean, what the hell's going on? It, Matt Eberflus calls plays where you don't hustle. He calls them loafs. If you had to like, chart Trace Jackson Davis's loafs early in a game, it wouldn't be very pleasant for Trace Jackson Davis. just looks to be a disconnect between Archie Miller and the team somehow. I don't know. We're not close enough to be able to judge that kind of thing, but it seems like that's part of the problem. Ball State loses to Buffalo and the fighting Jim Weitzels last night, 78-58. Uh, the Pacers, they win 131-116. Uh, it was a no-downer from start to finish. They built a lead better than 20, and then uh, Nate Bjorkering correctly pulled the starters, put the uh, put the other guys in, and, and the Grizzlies fought back to at least cosmetically make this seem closer than it was uh, Memphis came in with a seven-game winning streak. Pacers put an end to that. Uh, they hit threes in bulk, 16 of 29 from beyond the arc. Domas was 13 of 15 from the field for 32 points, 13 rebounds. Miles, 22, 11, and five blocks. Uh, the starters from the field, 40 of 59, 30 assists for the Pacers. You can tell what kind of defense they were facing. In Memphis, if you see numbers like that in the NBA, you absolutely know as a certainty that the defense that was being faced was passive at best. So, and and that's what happened in the Indiana game. Not to keep going back to IU, but IU against Illinois in the first half, Illinois didn't defend great, and so Indiana had some open looks in the second half. Man, Indy or Illinois got after it. They played terrific defense in the second half, but so did Indiana, and that's how that thing wound up in overtime. Uh, Pacers at Milwaukee tonight, 7 o'clock. Uh, how about this? The, the Colts keep talking about what they need to do, the choice they need to make. Do we go long-term and go out and get a guy to build around for 10 to 15 years, or do we go out and get a veteran we can win now with? You want to win now, but you also want to build around somebody how about they do both? Trade up in the draft, get Trey Lance if he's available at 10 or 12 so you don't have to mortgage everything, your entire future, the next three drafts to, uh, to get Trey Lance. Go out and get him and make a trade for Carson Wentz. Both guys from North Dakota State University. Make this like the pro version of North Dakota State. That doesn't sound right, does it? Uh, Carson Wentz can be had cheap because the Eagles have Jalen Hurts, and Carson Wentz has a big, ugly, unpleasant contract where this year he's $35 million against the cap for a guy who's going to be on the bench. They don't want that. So you can make a trade, go get Carson Wentz, a little bit of draft equity, maybe a guy. Wentz comes here, and you trade up and get a guy like Trey Lance, do both simultaneously. Lance is not ready to start in the NFL. So get Wentz, two years of Wentz, then 
turn it over to uh, Trey Lance, do what the Packers do. The Packers always have their guy. Right when they had Favre, they draft Aaron Rodgers late in the first round, and people are like, what the hell are the Packers doing? They knew what they were doing. Then they've got Rodgers, who's getting old. They draft Jordan Love because they have an opportunity to draft him and have their future, you know, kind of that, that transitional period, just like they had from Favre to Rodgers, although that was not negotiated well by the Packers. Anyway, that's, do, do both. Why do you have to choose between long-term and short-term? You have, you have the bandwidth and the assets to be able to accomplish both in the same draft if Lance is going to drop out of like that top eight. It really, really expensive to trade into the top eight, but Lance could fall to 10 or 12. If that happens during the draft, you're like, hey, let's call. Let's see if we can't make the deal to move up to 10, 11, or 12 if Lance is there. I don't think Mac Jones is the kind of guy you want to trade up into that stratosphere for. You don't want to give up uh, three first-rounders in order to get Mac Jones, who's really a younger version of Phillip Rivers, right? Smart, delivers the ball on time, on target, but not dynamic in any other way. Uh, let's celebrate some birthdays. All right, today is the birth anniversary of my cousin Sarah Campbell. She'd be 61 today. We miss Sarah. Sarah turned me on to Kurt Vonnegut. When I was about nine years old, you know, uh, everybody needs a cousin like Sarah who's like, hey, here's a book. You'd enjoy it. And I did. Love Kurt Vonnegut. Uh, granted, Slaughterhouse-Five, just a little bit, uh, you know, twisted, maybe for a nine-year-old. But still, really good book. And, uh, you know, I really enjoy, to this day, Kurt Vonnegut in large part because of my cousin Sarah. Uh, Robert Bernard, happy birthday. Dave Hudson, Glendall Jones, happy birthday. The great Andy Polka, celebrating a birthday. Uh, Dan Roan, the great Dan Roan, happy birthday. Gina Hill, Lacey, happy birthday. And Kenneth Sellers, happy birthday. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else that's best done with an honest and specific compliment. Tonight, we get to get some sleep. We're going to be in bed before midnight because Indiana doesn't play a niner. All right, you got the Pacers tonight at 7. Game's going to be over by about 9.20. Enjoy the rest of the evening. Have a good Wednesday. Wednesday's a new Friday. This is what I hear. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you a little bit later today inside Indiana Sports Now. Talking about Indiana basketball. What is going on? And in, 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 what do you do about this? How do you fix it? We'll talk about that today. Can't wait.